Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Massive news today as the first central bank announces that they are looking to get into Bitcoin. Put your seatbelts on because this is going to be one wild ride. Also, Deutsche Bank is in trouble. Again, and of course, no one's surprised. And the overnight repo market crisis is continuing to burn through billions of dollars daily. Before I break all of that down for you, you still have three days to claim your $50 in free Bitcoin over on BlockFi. All you need to do is to sign up using the link down below and to make a deposit before the 30th into your interest account where you can earn 6.2% compounded interest on your Bitcoin annually. If you have been curious about earning a passive crypto income, then BlockFi is a great way to dip your toes in to experiment a little bit with how it all works. So the price of Bitcoin has dipped well below $8,000 today, getting all the way down to $7,700 before bouncing back up where we are now. But we are still under the 200-day moving average, but we are maintaining just above the 200-day SMA. And that oversold RSI, that is some crazy stuff. We have not seen levels this low on the RSI since November, December of last year. Even though the RSI is showing that it is oversold does not mean that we do not have the possibility to see even more downward action. Data from the tie shows that Bitcoin's daily sentiment score has been on the decline for the last month, with today showing extreme fear. Good times. This is what the accumulation phase before the halving is going to look like. Lots of false hope. Lots of ranging between 7 and 8 and 9 and 12 and 13 and all that fun kind of stuff. But for me, this up and down doesn't change anything. The overall trend for Bitcoin, that is where I am looking. The long game is where I'm focusing my attention. And stories like today's big story out of Venezuela make it easy for me to keep my eye on that long-term prize. The Venezuelan Central Bank is considering holding Bitcoin and Ethereum. What? Yes, you heard that right. A central bank of a country is looking at holding Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's happening! It's happening! Oh my God, it's happening. Okay, <clears throat> currently Venezuela's central bank is running internal tests to determine whether or not it can successfully hold cryptocurrency. All they need to do is get a Ledger Nano X. Come on, Central Bank Venezuela. No, but seriously, custody has obviously a very important question for a central bank they have to make sure that no random corrupt official can just unilaterally access the wallets or that the u.s cannot easily hack in to those wallets 
This has all come about at the request of the state-run oil and gas company in Venezuela, Petroleos de Venezuela SA, or the PSDV, which has requested that the central bank look into Bitcoin after the oil producer ran into difficulties receiving payments from international clients due to U.S. sanctions, of course. The current plan is that the PSDV is looking to transfer Bitcoin and Ethereum to the Venezuelan central bank and then have the bank pay the PSDV's suppliers out in cryptocurrency. So the PSDV sells oil, buys Bitcoin and Ethereum. Curious already, but, and this is even more thought-provoking, the PSDV has been accepting Bitcoin and Ethereum already from a client potentially in exchange for oil. Fascinating. Look, on one hand, bringing sound money to the worst hyperinflation hit nation in the world is an awesome thing. On the other hand, it's the central bank, so boo. But using Bitcoin and Ethereum will allow the government of Venezuela to completely avoid U.S. sanctions, which of course raises the question Will the U.S. government try to ban the purchase and sale of Bitcoin in the USA if this happens? Something to think about. Remember, of course, that the U.S. did make very swift moves to outlaw the petro, so something to consider. I have long held suspicions that central banks may already be stashing Bitcoin, but this would be the first real evidence of that happening. And yes, I know that Bulgaria had some some Bitcoin that it confiscated from a hacker back in the day. But this is the first open story of a central bank actively talking about acquiring and using Bitcoin. That in of itself is huge. But the implications of the Venezuelan state oil company being involved in this whole story makes this game-changing potentially. Well, Venezuela may end up being the first country to go public with its intentions, let us not forget that we have had a lot of crypto-related oil payments discussions happening in other countries like in Russia, and that Iran has also been increasingly Bitcoin-friendly recently. Just imagine if Russia, Venezuela, and Iran all started trading oil for Bitcoin. They're some of the biggest producers in the world. The implications for the global economy, for the US dollar, and for the price of Bitcoin would be insane. The impact when countries start paying for oil in Bitcoin as a standard practice and when central banks start hoarding Bitcoin is going to be part of what pushes Bitcoin to a million dollars a coin. And just because Venezuela will likely be the first country to do this, it's of course not going to be the last. Who's going to be next? Is it going to be Russia? Is it going to be Switzerland? Is it going to be Japan? Let me know what you think. Which central bank will announce its intentions to stack sats next? In other news, everyone's favorite basket case bank, which is large enough to pose a systemic risk to the entire global economy, Deutsche Bank, they're at it again. German authorities have raided Deutsche Bank over their involvement in the Danske Bank scandal. Of particular interest to German authorities is the extent to which Deutsche Bank 
is and has been involved in money laundering and just how involved Deutsche was in helping Danska launder hundreds of billions of euros. This latest installment of Launder Your Money with Deutsche Bank comes just a year after six Deutsche Bank offices were raided over money laundering allegations linked to the Panama Papers in just two years after Deutsche Bank was fined $700 million for laundering money between Moscow, London, and New York. Deutsche, though, in spite of how all of that sounds, they're really not an exceptional bank. They're quite a standard commercial bank. This is their business model. Fraud is what they do. Money laundering is what they do. Remember this, that anyone, anytime anyone tells you that Bitcoin is used by money launderers, those people are either misinformed or lying. And they are also lying when they say that we need to have tougher rules for crypto because of money laundering. All the rules in the world have done nothing to stop the extreme crime and fraud happening at the commercial banks. Keep in mind, guys. And on the topic of banking, the overnight repo crisis is still quietly burning in the background with hundreds of billions of dollars being pumped into Wall Street every single day by the Fed. An obscure piece of financial plumbing is once again cracking and threatening to bring down the entire global economy, and it is likely the canary in the cage that is showing that there is something much more serious happening, and this is just a symptom of that. Caitlin Long wrote a great piece on this. There is a link down below to the full article, but I wanted to share with you a few of the key points that she brought up. So, what the repo crisis is showing us is that the financial system ran out of money last week. And that some banks, or maybe just one bank, needed money in a really, really bad way showing how dangerously undercapitalized the big commercial banks in the USA are, and that the US Treasury market is also a total mess. So there's a practice in the repo market whereby banks are allowed to pretend like they have more treasuries than they actually do. Rehypothecation of assets has become a depressingly common norm on Wall Street. And this dangerous undercapitalization means that someone is desperate for cash, so desperate for cash that they are willing to pay 10% for a 2% yield treasury. Let that crazy sink in for just a second. The fact that the repo market dried up on demand for such relatively high profit, low risk terms is a result of the fact that the US treasury market is in total disarray. On average, three parties claim ownership to the same treasury note. That's crazy. For every US Treasury bond, which only has one owner, one owner, you have an extra two players who do not own that, but they behave and trade as if they do. The banks know this because they are all in on the scam together, which is why last week someone called BS on someone else's BS. And while the financial statements of banks may look healthy enough due to the rehypothecation scam, 
Many commercial banks are likely dangerously under collateralized. And this means that the financial system as a whole has once again gone completely out of control due to the dark shadows in which the banks operate and the total lack of transparency in the treasuries market. The regulators, the guys who are supposed to be keeping an eye on everything and making sure the banks aren't doing this kind of stuff, they have no idea how bad the rehypothecation situation is because they don't, they can't see that transparently. It's not on the blockchain, right? And thus, they do not know just how bad and how deep the liquidity and capital crisis might be. While the Fed is pretending everything is fine and just throwing a bunch of money at the problem, the banks know it is not fine. That is why liquidity dried up in the repo market. One or more of the banks is in big trouble. And that should have everyone worried because last time this happened, the taxpayer had to bail out the commercial banks. And since that time, bail-in laws have been passed in the USA, meaning that banks can just take the money right out of your account this time. And remember, the FDIC, that only covers around 1% of total US deposits. Let that sink in. So if all of that BS has you shaking your head and shaking your fist at the sky, then I have good news for you. See, there's this little thing called Bitcoin. You might have heard of it. Bitcoin was made to challenge this rotten financial system. Bitcoin is a way to vote out of the broken world of Wall Street and to truly hold your financial destiny in your own hands. Do not, I repeat, do not trust the banks. Bitcoin though, transparent math, transparent supply, transparent transactions. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Anyway, you guys let me know what you think about any of today's stories down below in the comment section. Thank you as always for taking the time to come over here and check out today's video. Just to remind you, you guys are totally freaking awesome. So thank you so, so much. And of course, if you did enjoy, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here, click on the notification bell. Know when to put out a new video. Long live the blockchain. And peace out till next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.